You're listening to Metinicus Wannabe. I'm your host, Locke Kiermeyer. It's uh, Friday, May 6, 2022. And actually, I'm here um, in Lincolnville, Maine, with my old friend and great friend, Tom Jamrock. And this is a special show. We're, um, this show is dedicated to the memory and spirit of Tom's late wife, Marcia Jamrock, who died earlier this year, January 2nd, yes. 2022. And uh, we wanted to do this show um, in memory of Marcia and uh, all the, the good spirit and, and love that she brought into this world. I, I knew Marcia since 1975. Tom knew her a lot longer than that. And uh, so Tom's picked out all the music for this show and my hope is that um, that he'll comment on the songs and tell us some stories. I think we have a poem to read, all kinds of stuff. But this is about Marsha. So welcome, Tom. Thank you, Locke. I appreciate any chance to be on your show. Uh, I support it 100%. I always have. Um, Marsha and I used to listen to your show um, each evening uh, while we were sitting, getting ready, maybe having a little appetizers or something in the start of our supper. And we would love to turn it on and let it roll for half an hour, 45 minutes, shut it off next night. So we, we love Matinicus Wannabe, and it is a big part of our lives, and it's fitting that, that I should be here. Well, good. And uh, the whole idea is this show will, will be emotional, so we're ready for that. And uh, here's the music. Little darling, it seems 
like years since they've been there. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And I say it's all right. But just where to begin? 
I'm playing for time There have been times I found myself Thinking on it Some terrible crime Shit, I loneliness was leaving alone It's such a dream to be on your own My girl left me But she wouldn't see why Guess I'll break right down and cry Many rivers to cross But I can't seem to find Wondering I'm lost As I travel along Wide cliffs of door Let that river fall And it's on me for will That keeps me alive
So we're back, and uh, we heard the first three songs. We started with Here Comes the Sun, and uh, that's a live version by Richie Havens. And then uh, Many Rivers to Cross. I first knew that song from uh, Jimmy Cliff, but this is a great version by Joe Cocker. And then finally, um, Simon and Garfunkel singing My Little Town. And Tom, why don't you talk a bit about those songs and why you picked them? Okay, um, Here Comes the Sun was from 1969, and I was at UMass uh, where I met Marsha. Uh, that's where it all came together. I met her in 1968, and we got married in 1972. Um, so we lived together for a while there, and um, it was a while before we got together, but um, it reflects the period of time where the Beatles were sort of coming to their end and their closing. And in our lives, both Marsh and I, we ended up being pretty heavily involved in transcendental meditation, um, which came in 1970 when we started meditating. Um, so it blends in there. Um, I'm gonna jump to my little town because Simon and Garfunkel came to UMass in the cage and put on a, put on a damn good concert. Um, and I remember Marsha, it was one of my first dates with her. And uh, I think it was pretty cool that we got to experience that together. Blown away by them because they, would, they didn't have a band at that time. It was just the two of them. But you could hear a pin drop with these thousands of people. They were that powerful and interesting at that time. Many Rivers to Cross is just a spiritual um, wailing. And Marsha's a spiritual person. And... Uh, she lived that way. Yeah, I'm kind of getting choked up. <laughs> well, you're supposed to, for God's <laughs> sakes. So let, let's go on with the music, unless there's more you want to say about those. Um, here come uh, three old ones, and I'll, I'll tell you what they are after you hear them.
was sitting by the window Watching for the rain The reflection of your picture Against my window pane But just the same I'm playing my game And I guess you're playing it too Go ahead and play it on It was sunny every day Now it's cloudy every morning And it stays that way all day But just the same I'm playing my game And I guess you're playing it too Go ahead and play it on Let's continue on, and uh, the first song we heard in that three-song set was The Hollies, Graham Nash's old band, Look Through Any Window, and then uh, Spirit, I Got a Line on You, and then finally uh, Sitting by the Window, Moby Grape. And I will say from my perspective, a lot of these songs I know, but a lot of them I didn't I didn't know. It was a little bit out of my musical universe. So this is this is good to hear it this way. Mm-hmm. But uh, why don't you talk about those three, Tom? Yeah, I think I think that I thought about why um, the first one there, you know, with Graham Nash uh, and the Hollies was in there. It's because it's kind of reminds me of the British Invasion. That's one of the more bright songs that came out of there. And certainly everybody knows about the Beatles. I mean, but it really caught my my attention at the time. And it still really brings back the spirit of the, of the positive energy that was that was part of the music scene back then. Um, and also, we know that it also bridges to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. So it also shows how the music kind of can morph into different areas uh, with Graham Nash being in there. Um, Spirit, got a line on you. Um, It it more should be got a line on me because 
us getting together, it, w it wasn't quite sure who was who was more attracted to who, but um, the first time I saw her, I was just blown away. You know, little little country guy growing up on a, on a farm, and then meeting this suburban, uh, very urban, lived right outside of Cambridge, um, hung around with a lot of, you know, hip people, would go to Harvard Square, she did all that. She, she was she was pretty uh, distinctive. I showed like a picture of her just now from from the dining hall, uh, her dining cart from 1970, and she's kind of a polished beatnik back at that time. I would say <laughs> <laughs> polished, all right. I, I had no idea what was sitting on that couch, but yeah. I kind of wanted to find out. Yeah. So, and what was the other one? Would be great. Yeah, Moby Grape. I, I think Moby Grape's on there because I asked her to go to Moby Grape with me. Um, I went down to the Fillmore East to see them, um, and I was really into Moby Grape because they had four lead guitarists or something like that. I loved their sound. There were just a massive amount of guys up there at one point. And it also illustrates that in our relationship, we've each had distinct musical tastes too. And we accepted the fact that the other person, you know, didn't quite see it the same way. But um, much of our life was like that. We had two lives that were kind of enriched. And I really um, enjoy the fact that uh, she had her own sense of what was good for her. And so did I. Okay. So uh, next uh, we're going to hear from Buffy St. Marie and a few others. You're not an angel, you're a man I'm not a queen, I'm a woman Take my hand We'll make a space in the lives that we'd planned And he will stay until it's time for you to go Yes, we're different, worlds apart We're not the same Laughed and played at the start like in a game You could have stayed outside my heart But in you came And here you'll stay until it's time for you to go Don't ask why Don't ask how love of mine had no beginning it has no end i was an oak now i'm a willow now i can bend and though i'll never in my life see you again still i'll stay until it's time for you to go I'm a woman. 
darling, take my hand. We'll make a space in the lives that we'd planned. And here we'll stay until it's time for you to go.
We started that three-song set by uh, with some really talented women musicians. We started with Buffy St. Marie singing Until It's Time For You To Go. Is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah, see, that's one I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's Too Late, Carol King. I, I know that one. And the fantastic Roseanne Cash singing Seven Year Ache. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say about those songs, Tom? Yeah, I'll, I picked Buffy St. Marie. Um, because I think Marsha had every one of the albums uh, that she, all of her early albums for sure. I believe she went on to Sesame Street or something and had a role at that show, and I was really glad to see that they picked her up. But um, she reminds me of that coffee house period where we used to go to places like coffee houses and sit around tables and, you know, very quietly, but hear some amazingly good songwriters. Um, just right up in your face. It was it was small small buildings usually, and a lot of people don't know that Marsha was pretty good at, at singing folk music. Um, I, I saw her at a couple of UMass um, coffee houses, and she she was quite skilled at the folk guitar. I I was also trying to learn it at the time, and um, I, I saw her pull out a capo. I've never seen anybody do that and switch keys by sliding it around. And I said, wow. I don't know what she's doing, but I, I know nothing about that. I didn't that. know Marcia played the guitar. Oh, she has a good voice, too. Yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, maybe someday we could find some place out there where somebody might have put it down, but she was very confident. Um, 
and uh, was, was really quite pleasant to listen to. So the second song. It's too late. Oh, that's UMass hanging out. I forgot what the bar was downtown, but she came a, a few times, and I can remember that song came on while we were playing pool one night, um, just kind of shooting some, some pool uh, with a couple of friends. Um, it was when we were probably living together at the farmhouse um, just before we got married. Uh, so these are things that I'm relating because it's what pops into my head. It's that's, probably related to why I picked them. That's the whole idea. We're going man. backwards a that's little. That's the whole idea. How about Seven Year Ache? Well, I'll tell you, um, this is like a big, big thing for me because um, on, Mar on the 28th of May, we would have been married 50 years. Um, so it's incredible that this is all happening, that, you know, she kind of... Um, we were we were together that long, and all I can say is you have to get over and manage the seven year ache if you're going to get married and stay married for fifty years. That's for sure. And uh, I think we I, did. I a can speak to the other end of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's anyway, move on. Yeah, that's little, another show lot. Right. A little. Oh, I'd like to. I'd like to talk about maybe right, that, that well, could be a show. A little hilarity is always good. <laughs> um, oh, well, and next we have the man himself. Mr. Bob Dylan. A worried man with a worried mind. No one in front of me and nothing behind. There's a woman on my lap and she's drinking champagne. That white skin got assassin's eyes. I'm looking up into the sapphire tinted skies. I'm wild dressed. Waiting on the last train Standing on the gallows with my head in the blue Any minute now I'm expecting all hell to break loose People are crazy and times are strange I'm locked in tight, I'm out of range I used to care and change This place ain't doing me any good I'm in the wrong town I said in Hollywood Just for a second now I Thought I saw something move Gonna take dancing lessons To the jitterbug rag Ain't no shortcuts Gonna dress in drag Only a fool here would Think he's got anything to prove Lot of water under the bridge Lot of other stuff too Don't get up, gentlemen, I'm only passing through People are crazy, times are strange I'm locked in tight, I'm out of range I used to have things of
Sweet your love, what? 
So as, as I mentioned, we heard from the master himself, Mr. Bob Dylan, singing Things Have Changed. Yeah, I mean, what, what, Dylan's got to be part of uh, yeah. any, any person's experience uh, growing up uh, through all the years that we have. We both went to a number of concerts, uh, you know, uh, Marsha and I, and, and enjoyed Dylan immensely. Um, so I pick things are changed because uh, he, he's certainly always changing and um, that's how the universe works. I've been learning about that, that whatever you think is coming down the line is probably uh, going to be altered in some form or unavailable. <laughs> count on it. Yeah, count on it. Yeah. Um, we love Mark Knopfler. 
I've seen him once, I believe, in Augusta. I don't know if you were up there. I don't at that think time. so. I don't. I haven't seen. Great him. show, incredible, and he did. Uh, I don't remember the name of the album was the the one he did with Emmy Lou. Was it All the Road Running or something yeah. like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they yeah. did several. It was a live one, and uh, there was a DVD along with it too. Mm -hmm. And we did watch the DVD several times. I actually watched it the other day, and uh, so yeah, that's a big thing that we used to do. And then um, the last song was a Taj Mahal song. Uh, and uh, Taj Mahal was at UMass when Marsh and I were there. I think he was in the Stockbridge School of Agriculture or something like that. And I do remember one incredible spring day where there was a free concert down by what they called the pond in the middle of campus. And standing on stage was, I believe, well, I know it was Ry. Ry Cooter was one of the guitarists and Jesse Edwin Davis was uh, a Native American uh, lead guitar player, and he was associated with John Trudell, if, if anybody yeah, really wants to I remember listen that to some guy. interesting stuff. But um, he might have died early in his 20s, too, from a lot of the uh, drug-induced uh, you know, difficulties that a number of these artists seem to have uh, you know, back then. And I just finished Janice's book two on your recommendation and she died when she was 27 so you know he's got so much energy i respect him as an artist he's, he's great even now um but it was really wonderful to see him when he was slim and uh just ravenous uh for for soul you know and for for letting it rip he's quite the guy yeah so what we're going to do right now is i'm gonna play a beatles song that I think had great importance to you and Marsha. And then I'm going to read, or you may, might, but I'll, we're going to read a poem that okay. Tom wrote. Yeah. But uh, here's the Beatles. Love them all 
So as I advertised, uh, that was the Beatles. And I'm sure almost anyone listening to the show knows that song in my life. And uh, what a song. But why don't you talk about that for a sec? Tom? In My Life has, has a huge meaning uh, for all of us in that um, we came to Maine in 1973. Um, um, and we headed up the nature program at Alford Lake Camp in Union, Maine, which isn't very far from where I live right now. I can be there in 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes or so, which is quite uncanny. But why that song stands out is we used to have kind of a, I would say a spiritual gathering with all the campers every Sunday morning. And I think it was the substitute for you know, some sort of formal religious thing back then in the, in the 70s. And uh, it, was, it, was very, it was a time to be thoughtful and to think of others and to um, really um, settle down a little bit into the spirit. And we actually played the song uh, in the closing uh, ceremony. Marsha had the guitar, I backed her up a bit and she sang. And <clears throat> uh, it's really fitting because um, we're going to have a service for her in about a month um, at Alford Lake Camp, which is graciously volunteered to, um, to hold uh, the whole uh, facility there for us to use in being able to have a celebration of her life. Um, so it means a lot to me. Good. Well, here's a poem um, that you wrote. And, yeah, I'll uh, talk about it. Okay, yeah, I'll introduce it. So I've been, um, this is about Marsha passing, and I've, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not sure whether I move out or you know, hold on to, and then I've been finding things, but I found a, a number of different things that she saved over the years that I've written her. And one of the things I used to do was make my own anniversary cards and write poetry on them for her. So I, I found a half a dozen of them or so, but I actually read one here from... 1988, uh, which is anniversary number 16, and I read it, and I kind of thought it was quite good. I uh, think it is. Um, and so that's what we will, uh, I, don't, I don't want to read it, um, and the reason why I don't want to read it is because Locke's an excellent reader of poetry in his own right. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that's enough said, but one of the things that I'm trying to deal with is letting others help me out. And uh, right now I'm recuperating a, a, a shoulder that was replaced about a month ago, and I've got another one to go. But I've been shouldering too much of a load that I want to try to change in the future. So I'm willing to hand off the football to more people. Uh, and this is me practicing doing that, lock. Well, here's the handoff. And uh, <clears throat> this is anniversary number 16, May 28th, 1988. I take off my wedding band in the middle of the day here at work to check the exact date. May 28th, 1972. What's past? For sure, our two boys, one like these woods, dark when you first see the trees, growing tall and lean like the ribbon of oaks down below the house. Standing out among the pictures inside is Waldo County Hospital, October 4th, 1979. As together 
as we ever hope to be, you pushing him out into this world, all alone with your will swept up in the thunderous showers of the evening storm. Your Indian has come, and firstborn is forever the fields, warm, fragrant hay for eleven summers, more easily moved and rippled by the winds, and our and being our first has set his spirit into our house to teach us about the life of all children that are intelligent, thoughtful, and brave. Our house finally moved on to a real foundation, breathing in the wooden reeds and posts, chosen from their sisters and brothers that we see below. Even today, we change our views, making bigger windows where we'd like shrinking views where it's safer. In the ending, it comes down to you. Being part of yourself, your life is your gift to me. Watching you grow like the beautiful, shiny, purple Gauguin fruits hanging on your dresses in your garden closet. I see it in the broccoli just before cut wet and dark on the electric blue June morning. I don't care what happens when I hold you in bed at night, as long as when I turn over, you hold me under the white cloud. And then it says, love Tom. So that's a pretty damn good poem, in my opinion. Thank you a lot. Thanks for letting me read it. Yeah, you did a super good job. Yeah. Wow, it sounded like I did okay. Yeah, you did indeed. <laughs> so um, why don't we continue on with the music? And after that, I have to reorient myself. But, um, oh, well, we're up to Aretha Franklin. This is fitting. Okay. Let her rip. Turn the speakers up, folks. Okay. Just I ain't no psychiatrist, I 
So we started that three-song set with the fabulous Aretha Franklin singing Think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a great song that is. And then um, Tina Turner singing Better Be Good to Me. 
And then finally, um, what was the third? What Becomes of a Broken Heart. Yeah, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted, yeah. Joan Osborne. So tell us about those times. Yeah, well, the first two kind of go together. I mean, those are two powerhouse, you know, black singers. And, and Marsha just loved that, that, that whole energy so much. She had all that stuff on her shelves, all, all the albums, which is what we're talking about. A lot of this period is when we really had an explosion of music. Marsha and I also, there were periods where we didn't play much music in our lives as well. And it's sort of like another one of those cyclical things where, my God, now I'm just playing it like constantly. But it's always there for us. And people that are strong and people that just are brave and people that are independent will always draw people to listen to them. Um, and those two are just unbelievable. Um, and Tina is a real survivor, too. Tina is a powerhouse. Um, and I just could go on and on about it. Uh, the third song, um, the Joan Osborne song, we learned about that song from a, I believe it's a Netflix production called 20 Feet from Stardom. And it's about backup singers and how they, in many cases, were actually more talented than the artists that they backed up, but they just didn't have the life experience or the uh, management, uh, you know, that, that was able to propel them to, to become superstars. And um, so the, the performance by Joan Osborne demands visual. It is so, she is so freaking confident. And, and, and as the song just keeps ascending and ascending, right at the end when it does the key change, you are just not even prepared for the sheer wailing volume of, of, of her pulling off the end of that song. So I would say rent that movie for yourself and, and get some of that energy that uh, Marsha and I enjoyed several times um, on Netflix. Well, and, and now we have something really old from the Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Same as if it never had gone And through an open window where no curtain hung I saw you 
days have come They can relax and watch the sun Rise above all of the beautiful things they've done Go to the country, take the dog Look at the sky without the smog See the world, laugh at the farmers feeding hogs Eat hot dogs What a pity That the people from the city Can't relate To the slower
So uh, that three song set started with an old Jefferson Airplane song, Coming Back to Me. And uh, that's from Serialistic Pillow. Yep. That was probably the first psychedelic album I really listened to. And, uh, and then we heard Neil Young singing, what's the name of that one, Coming Through the Years? Yeah. Um. But anyway, um, wait a minute, I got it for sure. Uh, it deserves the right title. Um, Here We Are in the Years. That's from his very first album. And then we heard Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young mm -hmm. singing Carry On. And uh, what do you want to say about those, Tom? Well, I'll, I'll just... Uh, the airplane's easy to talk about. Um, and the reason why I included it is because that was the first... Uh, my buddy and I went looking for psychedelic music uh, back when we were in high school. We went to Rhode Island down near uh, RISD, and there was a record shop there that started getting in these things. And I remember... Um, one of us bought uh, that album, and then the other one might have bought. Was it the Young Bloods? Were they out then? They could, yeah, they yeah. could have been. Earth music. Yeah. No, no. Um, well, was, yeah. Anyhow, I was, I was a Young Bloods fan back yeah. then too. And, and Marsha was not only she loved um, the Jefferson Airplane, but I know she actually went to a concert and. Um, because I want, I saw her leave with 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 some. This is before we got together, and you know it's 1970, and it was right around the time we got together. Uh, got married in '72, but she actually went to Stony Brook, um, New York, and came back. And I talked to her the next day, and she said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it was highly interesting. I got to stay right on stage the whole time." And I don't know what the details were. I didn't hear a lot about what went on there. But she said it was quite an amazing evening. So I can't imagine what Miss Marsha Jamrog or Marsha Monroe at that time, you know, how, how it happened or how it got pulled off. But uh, she had uh, more than a front row seat for, for one of those shows. So that's that. Um, Neil Young. Yeah, that was the album that kind of we got together on and, and really got close. Uh, I was living off campus at that point at a place called The Farmhouse uh, out in Hadley, Mass. There were eight of us guys living in this uh, not very big place. Uh, I remember my share of the rent for the month was 27 bucks. Um, and uh, Marsha started hanging out with me. And I had a little player in my room, a little uh, record player. Uh, and a lot of us did. They, they weren't very sophisticated jobs back then, um, or at least to be functional. And um, I remember this song really stood out from that whole album that we played probably dozens of times, you know, just hanging out together in there. Um, and then we have one more. Cross Carry On. Carry On. It, it's, it reminds me of... Uh, of UMass. It reminds me of, uh, I first heard it down in the towers, which is almost like a city. I think they were 27 stories tall, these dorms down there. We lived on the other end of campus, Marsha and I, in, in Grayson and Field and um, in Orchard Hill. But um, I, I just was blown away by it. And it reminds me of that period um, when, you know, everybody was, was welcoming everyone else into their lives. And, and there were some guys, so I heard the music coming from a room and we were invited in and 
they they put it on there dallas taylor on the drums i like dallas taylor but it is such an interesting song to me because it breaks and then it stops and then it, the the hammond organ kicks in just incredibly and and what happens next is I, it still thrills me this is the ultimate song to put on if you in a convertible and uh the top is down and it's a and it's a nice day and uh you turn the sound up i think there you go yeah well um next we're going to hear one of my personal favorites it just turns out that way but uh a great Jan john david souther song as performed by linda ronstadt mm -hmm.
My bedside, my darling Come over here and close the door Won't you lay your body soft and close beside me And drop your petticoat upon Waited 
such a long time I tried to grow and be a better man If in you knew your love has made one poor heart wealthy Though my clothes may lay tattered in your hand Rest is told my your life's golden secrets Your back is shown my fingers endless rose And your lips have whispered wisdom that is timeless About life and death and things I never know So come to my bedside, my darling Come over here and close the door Won't you lay your body soft and close beside me And drop your petticoat upon the floor Softer than the breeze of a summer's dawn And I miss you more with every passing sunset I plan, I plan on every new day born Oh no, no words cannot describe One thing I'm sure of In my loving arms Where you belong So come to my bedside, my darling Come over here And close the door Won't you lay your body soft And close beside me right now
So that three-song set was uh, Linda Ronstadt starting off with Prisoner in Disguise. What a great, I love that song. John David Souther wrote it. That was her boyfriend for a while. Mm-hmm. And then we heard uh, Carly Simon singing her famous, most famous song, Anticipation. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Eric Anderson singing, Come to My, what is it? Bedside, My Come Darling. Come to My Bedside, My Darling. And um, so why don't you tell us about yep. those songs, Tom, why you picked them. Yep. Uh, Marsh and I were both uh, very big fans of Linda Ronstadt, and it's such a privilege to have seen her just start off. I remember she was uh, maybe in the Stone Ponies first. Uh, maybe even Kenny Rogers might have been one of her bandmates or something. And then The Eagles. The Eagles? The Eagles Eagles were her band before they were the Eagles. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that's how they got their start. There's many reasons to be led by Linda Ronstadt. She had good taste. Oh, yeah, the Eagles. um, Always associated with people that really, you know, were top-notch. And I felt like she was top-notch. Oh, she She definitely is. She has a lot of integrity, and it's wonderful now to go on YouTube and see some videos of her just laying it out, you know, back when she was, you know, at the late 60s, you know, with some of the uh, stuff that she was putting together. She's a, she's a tremendous musical, musically aware and, and trained artist who sells platinum in in other languages, I, I understand as well. Mm-hmm. She's, she has albums um, that are just as big in Spanish. Uh, second one was uh, Carly Simon, Anticipation. There was a whole raft of singer-songwriters that Marsh and I liked. There, I think they were Massachusetts-based. Um, James Taylor, the Taylor family, uh, you know, uh, Carly Simon. Uh, she also hit big with You're So Vain, and everybody was guessing who the hell is she talking about, and I, I think everybody sort of figured out that she was probably addressing Mick Jagger was the one that... That's, that's the rumor. Yeah, I think she might have had, you know, some relationships with a, non, a number of these... You think? Uh, you know, uh, rock royalty guys here, because... Uh, Th- things were pretty loose back then. Yeah, read Janice's, th- that book yeah. about Janice Joplin that uh, I just finished. What's the author of that Janice book that's sitting over there, Locke? Um, Holly George Warren. Yeah, Locke, let me borrow that book. It is a great book to read uh, if you want to follow that thread a little further. Uh, And the last artist was Eric Anderson. Marsh and I saw him at least twice. We saw him solo at Smith College. We went to UMass together. And it was the first time there was a piano up on stage, and I know him as a folk singer. Um, I, I had his his uh, song um, in his album, uh, Violets of Dawn and Thirsty Boots were two songs that uh, he really uh, got popular with. Um, and we saw him again. I, you might have been there too, Jonas Feld and Anderson. Yeah, we were uh, up at, what's that place called? The Blue Hill Cafe here yeah. in Maine. Um, he was with Rick Danko and, from the band, and what a trio! Oh yeah, they were fantastic. That yeah. was a great show. Um, we were about there were about ten people there. Or something. It was it was striking. But I, I'll I'll just tell you a quick quick little Marsha story. He was known as a ladies' man. He's he's pretty. He's tall, dark. You know. He's and I know that um, I would kid her about it. And I, I think I remember one time. Uh, somebody was was 
saying disparaging remarks against him, like he's being a ladies' man. And then I think Marsha, I think she, I, I remember saying something like, well, it's for good reason. <laughs> she really kind of had a thing for him. Yeah. She, she was a real... I think a lot of women yeah. did back then yeah. with Eric Anderson. So anyhow, yeah. yeah, that sums up that little trio. Well, we're going to switch genres and uh, we're going to hear from the Supremes. Ooh. 
So that three song set started with something from way back, the Supreme singing Baby Love. Is it Diana Ross and the Supremes? Yes. Well, that, that, that came a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. which moniker they were performing under when they did that song. I think it's just the Supremes. It was the Supremes, yeah. yeah. I, I, and looking it up, I, I had to go back a little bit. And then, I think it's 1964. And then we heard something from K.D. Lang. Yep. And what was the name of that one? Constant, Constant Craving. Craving. Yep. Okay. And then finally, um, Up Where We Belong, Joe Cocker, big fan of his. We've already heard from him, but there's always room for Joe Cocker. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer Warnes. I yes, believe. that's correct. Yeah. Yep. Tell us. Yep. 
Well, you know, you never really uh, were was in. You never really were in Marsha's room without the Supremes coming on at one point or another. She was a huge fan of the Supremes, and just uh, like everybody was. I mean, it just was super good music. So so strong, so positive. They just had a hit factory too. Just cranking them out one after the other. Everyone just so amazing and uplifting. Um, Constant craving. Uh, I'm probably sucked into that one because uh, it's got a strong accordion um, lead in it, and I and I do play accordion. Um, but we both like that song, um, and uh, it, she is a powerhouse. Um, and uh, Katie Lang, um, and I think she was one of the. We should give credit. She was one of the first strong women to just you know just not be ashamed of her sexuality and and uh, and. She had a lot of integrity, I think, the way that she did that, and I think uh, was a good role model for any, any human being that needs to be brave in their life. Um, but it's a very uplifting, uh, uplifting song for me. I listen to it. It's on my playlist all the time. And then the Up Where We Belong. Yeah, I'm glad Locke mentioned Jennifer Warren's because um, the interplay between the both of them in this duet is just just fantastic, um, and I like the song very much. And we both ended up exploring um, another album by Jennifer Warren's, "The Mighty Blue Raincoat," which is her interpretation of Leonard Cohen songs. Which is, if anyone is interested, it's it's quite stunning in its own way. Um, so yeah. Um, there we go. Lots of uh, female energy with a little bit of uh, Joe Cocker to kind of keep things uh, tempered a little bit. Well, we got some more female energy coming up oh, with uh, Flash Dance. Okay, there we go.
We lie. 
Well, we started that three-song set with uh, Flashdance, and what, what's the, is there a, a subtitle to that? I, I think it's remember. What a Feeling. Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, and that's, um, what's it, Irene Cara? Is that her name? Yeah, I yeah, exactly. Very good, very wow. good luck. You know. You just pull that out of the, the uh, ether. Yeah, and there ain't too much more I can pull out, so <laughs> it's getting kind of limited as I get older. Yeah. But anyway, I was lucky on that one. And then we heard uh, Don't You, in, in then in parentheses, Forget About Me, Simple Minds, and then finally Only the Lonely from the Motels. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Flashdance... Uh, it's it's a it, that's an interesting one. There was that was um, a video, if I remember. Well, it was a movie. It was a movie. That's it. But you also had the music. Yeah. That, that song had its own little video it that did. was you know pulling scenes from the movie. It did. It yeah. was very popular. Yeah. And very popular. And and it's catchy, and it's bold, and it's got a nice storyline. It's schmaltzy. It's just what you want, you know in a relationship to watch sometimes to see it simple you know boy gets girl and the music kind of pulled it off we, we both really enjoyed that and we played that a lot i still play that too i have no idea why she had i i pulled her 45 collection and this song was in there by the simple minds i don't ever recall why or 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 anything like that about why that's in there um but the reason why i included it is because i want everybody not to forget about marcia yeah so the title let's just let's just let that be as simple as that that works don't you forget about me and we won't um the last song um I want to, it's, uh, it's called um, Only the Lonely, and it's not Roy Orbison version. This is not Roy Orbison's song. It's the same title, but it's Martha uh, Davis in the motels, and we both really enjoyed Martha Davis in the motels. Uh, another strong person, pretty controversial. She got into some trouble, being very bold. Um, but um, I hope you like the song because um, it's something that still, you know, it feels contemporary to me. I mean, it's it's good stuff. So, yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, we're getting near the end mm-hmm. of this tribute to Marsha. And uh, we got a couple more songs and then one last one. And uh, Sounds good. We're going to start with uh, an old one that I remember from junior high. Uh, Never My Love. Oh, my God. The Association. Yeah. You ask me if there'll come a time When I grow tired Yeah. 
As we come to the end of this show, uh, we had these two songs, Never My Love, The Association, and then uh, Dusty Springfield singing The Look of Love. And uh, we had this, Tom and I had this incredible opportunity to see Shelby Lynn, a fantastic singer. And, oh boy, when was that? It was about more than 12, it was like 12 years ago in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And we saw her, she was into doing covers of Dusty Springfield, and she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And our friend Petra almost died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was so excited. Yeah. Anyway. So why don't you talk about those two songs? Yeah. Um, Never My Love. Um, that's another one of that British invasion thing. Uh, this kind of is backwards a little. I, some of what I thought we might be doing here is chronological, so I had dates on everything that we did tonight or this afternoon. And, uh, but, um, you know, I, I forgot about Never My Love, and then I heard it again in a movie that just came out called Echo in the Canyon. It's right now, you can get that, I believe, on Prime. You can, if you've got Prime, you can do it. It's, it's about artists from the late 60s that lived in Laurel Canyon and um, they redo the Association original song. It's Jacob Dylan in a duet with Nora Jones and I highly recommend it. But Marsha and I love that movie. It's, 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 we've been watching it in the past year. We've seen it probably about three or four times. I like watching it. I like having people come over and and exposing them to it after supper if they haven't seen it. And, and I love it so much, I don't care how many times I see it. So it's worth checking out Echo in the Canyon if you like the vibe of what we're bringing you here tonight. Um, hey, who can argue with the look of love? Dusty Springfield. Um, she's an interesting artist. Um, this was a Nashville album. 
Um, she was, I, I didn't realize that she was, uh, had severe stage fright, uh, very severe and uh, just a, a lot of shaky um, underpinnings, let's put it that way. But her voice um, was sultry, let's just say that. And uh, that's all part, you, you got to have the look of love. Um, and she certainly is encouraging in that direction. Um, so yeah, uh, we got any more left? Lon? We got I one think we song saved left. one more, right? One song to close it out with, yeah. and uh, well, let's just play that song, and then you can talk about yeah. it. Yeah.
So that was um, the old Beatles song, Across the Universe, as performed by Fiona Apple. And, um, you know, I, I got to say, Tom, that um, it's really been an honor and a, a pleasure, really, to do this show about Marsha. I, as I said, I, I've known, I knew her for a long time. I've known her. I don't think it's right to talk in the past tense about somebody because we knew her, she was here, she's in our minds, she's in our hearts, and she continues. Rumi talks a lot about that. Yeah. 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 More from him later. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> well, it's such a pleasure to, to, to have gone through this lock. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's important. And, uh, you know, thank God we had Marsha with us for as long as we did. So. Yeah. And I think that um, people need to know that she's very spiritual and that she did not fear death. And she, she died with dignity at home here, um, quietly, with tremendous grace. And she's somewhere. In the universe, across, yeah. across the universe. That's it. Thank you, Locke. Yeah, she's with us. Always will be. So uh, thanks for doing this show with me, Tom. And uh, Appreciate you coming to me. Oh, well, <laughs> that's another long story. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do another show again okay. sometime. But okay. not on, the, you know, this is the Marsha yeah. show. But yeah. we'll, we'll do some more shows in the future. Yeah. And uh, thanks for being here. Okay.